All right, welcome to Talk to Tatiana show. And today I have Liz on Biz. <laughs> Liz, welcome. Liz, Liz, welcome to the show. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are, what your story is, and what do you do now? I love it. It's so funny that you say welcome, Liz on Biz, because um, I have clients that will be like, Liz on Biz, where are you? Like if, I, if they haven't heard from me, like people like use it to address me. So I'm wicked excited. So yeah, I'm Liz Teresa. I'm so grateful to be here. My show is called Liz on Biz, but I also do go by Liz on Biz. And in fact, it used to be my Peloton handle. For the very short time I owned a Peloton bike, you have to like pick a handle to use when you're riding so then other people can give you a high five. Do you know about this? Um, I, I mean, I know that there are community um, rides or whatever, but uh, I didn't know that you had to pick a handle. Yeah, it's like a cult. So like you pick a handle <laughs> and it really is Peloton. Oh my gosh. And the Facebook group is very intense. It's just a very intense community. So if you Peloton, you you know what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, I was go Liz on biz was my handle on Peloton. Um, but my business wasn't always what it is today. I've been in business for nine years now and it's going to be 10 years in 2021. And I'm just like, OMG, I can't believe I've been doing this that long. Um, but I've been doing this since 2011, uh, helping people rise and be the stars of their business. And that is, that's kind of my, my brand mission statement that I always say is I help you rise and be the star of your business. And the way that I do it is through website design, um, copywriting, business mentorship, and then just like a suite of other online marketing services to help you feel really proud and excited about your online presence. And so that's like the, that's the pretty much in a nutshell what I do. And then how I got started, I mean, I, I didn't even know what business was. Like my background was in English and theater arts in college. And then I, I took a, I got a master's in lit. So like I was very not even close to business and I had to go, I felt I went into entrepreneurship out of necessity because they're genuinely in 2011, it was a very bad economy. We had a, we're in the midst of a recession and you could not get a job to save your life. Like even me, I had like my master's degree, my graphically designed resume and my brand new cute outfits. And I would go to interviews and like, I just was, I would either be too overqualified or like one time I went to an interview and the guy was like, this job will suck the soul from your body. And I was like, oh, and I was like, okay. So he meant it was like boring and I would die there is what he told me. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm thinking like, was that a good interview? Cause I'm still like in the interview and I'm like not coming to terms with like how dark that was. And then he like takes me out to my car. And I, I remember the way that my business really came about. And this is after I had my grad degree is I called my mom and I'm like getting into my Volkswagen Beetle, which I know doesn't surprise you guys already. Cause you're like, I already know what kind of a person this is. Um, and so I get into my car and I call my mom and I'm like, I am so frustrated. I said, I just want to help businesses market themselves online. And I had kind of come to marketing through like that. That's like another story I could share is how I came to marketing. Um, but it was genuinely in the cliff notes is that I wanted to help my parents business. Um, and so I tried to learn everything I could about marketing and then realized it wasn't just for selling makeup or doing pyramid schemes. It was actually like a whole thing. That was like a thing you majored in. It was a thing that you have a job in. Blew my mind. Um, so I called my mom after that bad interview and I was like, I just want to help businesses. And she was like, Liz, you don't need permission. Just go help them. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, permission, <laughs> right? And so I think it's almost like whenever we make these bold moves in our lives, we always think we need permission. And and I guess fast forward to now, I mean, like I haven't, 
I now it's like I can't picture myself doing anything but the thing I was once asking for permission to do. Nice. I love it. I love it. And so many of us just, I mean, and I speak for myself, uh, I've personally put labels um, on myself uh, about how bad I am at this or that. And um, it took a while to, for me to give myself permission to um, take that label off and actually be good at it. Mm. I think, you know, and even in a smaller scale, it reminds me of, well, I keep talking about my mom, probably because I talked to my mom today, <laughs> but it does remind me of my mom because like, for example, every Friday, her phone app doesn't work for her, like where she has her job and like she has to delete the app and reinstall it. And so usually I just come to her house because it's 10 minutes away and I'll just like fix her phone and go back to work. Right. So then today she was like, no, I'm going to do it. She's like, I'm just so bad at this. And I was like, you have to stop saying I'm bad at phones because people that are bad at phones don't figure things out. And so like you have to, I think it's almost like sometimes we decide we can't yeah. do something. Um, and then of course she fixed it, which was amazing. <laughs> awesome. um, she was so proud of herself. Yeah. But it's, it's like, you need to just uh, have a little bit of like belief, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. And just give yourself permission to actually try it out and see if you can do it on, on do what you need to do on your own. Yes, definitely. So Liz, um, tell me a little bit about kind of your, your story in a sense that has it been easy? You said, you know, you kind of, um, jumped into this business. Um, you were asking for permission, but then you jumped into it and now fast forward, almost 10 years, you're, you know, you love what you do, but in those, in that period, in that, from the beginning to now, has it been easy, um, or, or not? Well, <laughs> not, I would say not easy. Um, I think, I think there is a point where you can kind of, you know, after a few years, you get, you can get comfortable in your business, which is nice and bad at the same time. It's nice because you can coast a little once you've kind of like established yourself and clients just come to you. And there is a time in your business that that will happen, that customers will just buy things. And that's great. Um, but it, certainly in the beginning, I mean, it, I was, it was good. I didn't have a boyfriend at the time because I was always working and I was always trying to like, um, understand things and like, like understanding the marketing, understanding the technical. So that way I could Im increase my own value and also help myself. So like I was always seeking to read and to learn. So that way I would be more valuable to businesses that would want to hire me because if it'd be better for them if they could hire me and I could do the copy, the website, the logo, than if I'm just doing the website, just for example. Um, and so I was always seeking and learning. I spent a lot of my time doing that. And I think too, when you're first starting, you're taking any client and, you know, I remember charging $20 an hour because I was uh -huh. like, I don't know what's appropriate. <laughs> that was 10 yeah. years ago. And I was like excited people would pay me anything to do something I enjoyed. So you take, cause if you enjoy your work, you're like, I'll take money for that. Like, you don't know. Right. So yeah. you're doing it. And then you're like, oh, wait, like, if I'm making $20 an hour and I'm paying taxes, I'm really making like $12 an hour, maybe $13 an hour. And then it's like, even if you don't pay your taxes, how many clients <laughs> do you need to have in a month 
for that $20 or how many hours do you need to work to, you know what I mean? To get $2,000 a month. And then $2,000 a month in the state of Massachusetts is below the poverty line, or like, at least it should be. I'm really not sure if it technically is, but it's close, right? So then you're like, okay. And because then, I mean, over time, as you start to do work, and as you start to enjoy it, you do start to take it more seriously, because you're like, I don't want to have to get a job. I mean, and I, I started out when I started my business, I was actually an insurance agent. But in my in my defense of being an insurance agent, I love that I'm like, I feel inclined to defend that. But I'm like, in my defense, there's nothing wrong with that job. (laughs) I was an insurance agent since I was um, 17 years old. And I got licensed while I was in graduate school because I wanted to make extra money. And what I will say about that experience is that it really taught me that you can sell things that people hate and people will still buy them as long as they like you. And that's that taught me that how to sell things, right? As if you make yourself appealing, then you could sell what ice to Eskimos is what they say, I think. Um, Or yeah. You know, is that what they say? I think that's what they say. So yeah, so I don't know if that, so it hasn't been. No, it, it definitely hasn't been easy. And then like over the, the years too, like, I mean, my business has been with me through um, two cross-country moves, a divorce, um, the birth of my son, which was traumatic, although he's fine. I, and so it's like, and my business has stayed strong that whole time. So for all the risk that I've taken, I have so much gratitude, you know? Yeah. And what have you found to be, um, I guess, which, what tools did you use or maybe mindset shifts or maybe, um, I guess trainings or something that you've utilized to actually help your, help yourself pull through, um, Mm. those difficult situations. Because ultimately when we have stuff happening in our life, it, it affects our business. Mm. And, and honestly, I think for me, like in the beginning, I would say one of the first things that I did was uh, that I, I was working at the insurance job and then I started to go down from five days a week to four days a week insurance, one day a week working on my business, even though my business was so small and barely anything right at the beginning, because it always is. Mm-hmm. And then it was two days a week on my business, three days a week on insurance, and then two days a week on insurance, three days a week on my business, and so on and so forth until I was working 100% of the time on my business. And I had pulled pulled away entirely from my insurance agent life, right? And, and I think that like taking an approach like that takes some of the pressure off of I need to sell this right now, and gives you more time to think of your business like a sandbox, because that's what it really is and, and giving yourself permission to play. So that that's a really clear cut way to think about it is if you give yourself specific days, or blocks of time that are going to be dedicated to like what you're creating. So that way, it's going to increase the likelihood that it'll, you know, work out for you. And I would say that's one tool Um, It was like a time management strategy I had in the beginning. And then um, over the years, like, as you know, I experienced the divorce and stuff Um, during the divorce. I, I mean, ironically or not, I had actually hired a business coach very shortly before I was getting divorced because it all I was a little bit surprised I got divorced. Like the whole thing. I mean, he was he was the worst, but like I really didn't know (laughs) that that was definitely happening. Um, And I was really grateful I had hired a coach. Uh, She was a business coach. But what was weird and ironic is that she was also a life coach and she'd also been divorced. So like she was probably the best person I could have had in my life at that time. And I also think like the universe will give you the right people when you need them. You know, if you're going through things and to and to be to be willing to reach out and ask for the help. Cause I also had a client at the time um, who was, she was like a website client of mine, 
but she was also incredibly like effusive and there for me um, through my divorce because she had also just gone through it. So it's funny how that happens. But at that time, that was probably one of the biggest upheavals of my life was that period. Yeah, um, I totally get it. And and actually in Russian, um, we have an expression that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear or present themselves or whatever. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. It looks like in, in your journey. Um, um, and I mean, you also mentioned that you kind of have been learning all the time. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like what you were learning and kind of what it gave you and, do you think learning and improving and investing in yourself is important? Oh, learning never stops. I mean, I'm learning probably right now, to be honest, but, (laughs) but certainly like in the beginning, I was a very voracious reader and essentially my parents' business was also suffering in 2011, the same time I couldn't get a job. And the same time that for context, Twitter was less than two years old or just about two years old was 2011. Um, And so I remember thinking, okay, like to help my parents' business, I need to learn marketing. How do I learn marketing? Well, I better read everything I can possibly find (laughs) about marketing to understand it conceptually and then start to place all those inner workings and the inner definitions so I can put it all together. And I actually started with the For Dummies books and I actually like have like a bucket list um, thing of like, I should write a dummies book. That's like on my bucket list is that would be so fun. But that was definitely how I got started as I bought internet marketing for dummies at, uh, building 19, which up here in Massachusetts, it's like a discount store. <laughs> and I also bought, um, Twitter for dummies. And cause back then Twitter was a way bigger deal. And so I, I read those cover to cover. I learned about all kinds of blogs and resources from those books that end up, they now, at this day and age, one of them was called marketingprofs.com. And now they're like an agency in the Boston area. Um, but they started as a marketing like education website, really. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. And I still follow them and learn from them to this day. And I, I think um I think I, I think to be a lifelong student, I mean, I'm a student of life and I'm a, I'm definitely a student of business. And and that only makes me better you know, to be willing to learn. Cause if you're willing to learn, you're willing to change. And when you're willing to change, you can grow. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, I come across and I don't know, maybe you do too, maybe not, but I, I'm wondering what your opinion on this is or what your, what your point of view is. Um, I often come across people who say, and I was one of them. I mean, mm. so there's no judgment here at all. <laughs> um, who say, you know, yeah, these programs, this program, that program sounds great, but I can't afford it. Mm. And I used to feel the same way, but um, I later learned that that limitation is self-inflicted. Yes. What do you think? What what is your point of view on this um, when it comes to that mindset? Because you did mention, you know, if you're willing to change, um, what does it how does that work? How did that work for you? When did you, I know that you said you've been learning all this time, but um, have you ever come across clients who tell you that? Or have you ever come across friends who say, well, you know, I know that this program would do really great for me, but I really can't afford it right now. And I always say it's up to you, you know, and, and I think that afford it is a thing that we totally make up. 
I think the same people that say I can't afford your program are the same people that go home with their Louis Vuitton bags. And they're the same people that rent limos on their birthday or fly first class. They're all the same people. Um, it doesn't afford is rarely to do with cash flow or amount of money and has significantly more to do with I'm afraid to spend $1,000 or $3,000 or $5,000 to work with you because I'm afraid I won't make it back because I'm afraid I'm not worth that. You know, that's also what that is, that I'm afraid I won't make good on that investment in myself. And I think th I think that that is a, that's a huge that's like a mindset hurdle. And I have people I, I had an email today where somebody was interested in working with me and they were like, oh, I just that's just not in my budget right now. And I'm like, oh, you just don't believe in you yet. That's that's how I read that. And it's not just because I'm kidding myself. It's definitely what it is when you're investing in your business. It's sort of like you're just gambling on yourself. You're you're taking a you're placing a bet on you. And, and when you think of it that way, in some ways, it, I would hope that it comforts you because then you're like, well, if I'm betting on me, I just have to succeed. And I'm like, yeah, that's nothing. Go ahead. Succeed. Success is for everybody. It's, it's just like, do you decide that you're ready for it or not? Yeah, I agree. Totally. And honestly, um, I mean, I never, well, no, it's not true. Uh, <laughs> in the past couple of years, I never thought that, um, that any program is not worth, well, not any program, the programs that I wanted to invest in were out of my reach. And I did invest in, in a number of programs. And if I'm betting on anyone in this world, that'd be me. Yeah. Um, who's the best person to, to bet, um, everything you've got on that's you. And, and that's what I think many people are missing, missing out on that opportunity to grow and to learn and to, like you said, be successful, find success and build it, make it, create it. I think it's also like an, it's like, do I feel entitled to success or not? You have to feel entitled and deserving of success. And, and it certainly takes work. Like, I'm not saying like entrepreneurship is easy. Everybody go do it. Um, but like, if you're willing to believe in yourself and you know, you can provide value, it doesn't have to be at the, the sales. Isn't the hard part. It's the growing and the changing all the time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's the change, a change. I mean, even though like, I be believe that I'm like ready to change. Um, it's still, sometimes you kind of are set in your ways and you don't want to change. Yeah. <laughs> that is, is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Don't That's know. the getting too comfortable thing too. You know, like I'm comfortable with this, this level of insanity or this is evil. I know and understand and I don't want to that's you know what exactly I mean? Change right. it. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, because what will it be when I change it? What will be the new evil? I don't know. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it is. It is terrifying. So Liz, uh, what are you working on now? I know that you've mentioned um, kind of offline a, a, a program that may, that you're working on, or maybe just, just talk a little bit about the actual service that you provide besides building a website. What else are you, do you help business owners with? Yeah, this is a great question. Um, I, I like to definitely meet my clients where they're coming from. I have a mentorship program called Be The Star, and I'm thinking of launching a membership. So mentorship is Be The Star, my private coaching program. But I, I may be also launching a membership in the new year 
that's not completely ironed out yet, but it's, it's certainly possible. Uh, and right now I'm in the midst of running my group program. I'm known to do these from time to time. And this one is called the Visibility Accelerator. And all of my programs in the ways that I work with people, whether it's websites or mentorship, it's all with the intention of helping you show up and be the star of your own life and business. I mean, life definitely comes into it, although I'm not a guru on how to be the best person at living your life or anything like that, but I I definitely love to think that I, I bring out the best in people and I make people excited to work on their stuff and show up. And in showing up, I mean, what is it? I think I read once, like, because I used to do a lot of auditioning, that showing up is about 80% of the audition. And then the rest is acting, right? When, when you're nice. thinking about theater. But like, it's true in business that, as long as you show up, you're doing most of the work and that most of business is just showing up and responding to people and being there. Um, so if you can do that, you know, um, that's that's really well worth it. So that's definitely how I help people. Um, I also have this month going on. I have a Halloween special of my podcast coming out, Liz on Biz. You can subscribe at LizOnBiz.com or anywhere you podcast. Um, and the Halloween special is going to be very cool because I have some very fancy people coming and joining me. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Spooky stuff. Spooky goings on over here at Liz Teresa headquarters. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Liz, if someone was listening to your story and your, what you do now, and they wanted to kind of try things out, um, and they maybe were not in the best place, um, kind of in their life, meaning maybe there are some challenges around their life currently. I mean, everybody is experiencing challenges in the pandemic, but what would be the one thing that you would recommend for them to walk away with from this episode? Take the first small step is what I would say. So every, every big undertaking, whether you're, you know, wherever you feel that it's impossible for you, you know, you have to kind of start by deciding it's not impossible, but that, yes, you can take small steps. So if the small step is that maybe the first thing isn't like buy your dot com, maybe it's invest in your healing and find somebody, you know, to help you get through whatever it is you're currently going through. So that way you can start to work on the personal development side more, you know, and so you kind of have to de decide what is your first step and then, you know, reverse engineer you know, if you know what B is, how does, what does the path look like from A, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Love it. The first step is, is important and, um, often is the hardest one to make. Mm. And if you don't ask, the answer is no. So please ask for the help. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Just today I was working on some endorsements for my book and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask all that, all that could happen is they can say no. Nothing. Yeah. And then so what? <laughs> Honestly, exactly. you'll move exactly. on. Your heart will go on. Exactly. <laughs> you will learn to love again. Absolutely. 100%. Liz, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm excited. I love the energy. Um, it's very, very um, powerful, positive, and thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right. This was Liz Th uh, Theresa, and everything, all the contact information for Liz will be in the show notes. All right. Thanks, Liz. <laughs>